Today, we are joined by Danielle Dorman from Index Select, a representation firm that I personally have had amazing experiences with, unmatched experiences, if I do say so. We are going to discuss what a rep firm is. So if you're wondering, this is the podcast for you, what they do, and really peel back the curtain to get a special behind-the-scenes look at their business model. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from T. We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of. With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional, we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency. And now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins. We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat, and join us to talk all things travel and business. First, before we get started, I want you to share how Index Select started. Obviously, you do have a partner as well. He is not on the podcast right now. You can share a little bit about your team and just the evolution of Index and where you came from and what you are today. Great. Thank you. So it's been a a wild ride and super happy to be here today, you know, post pandemic, post a few other things, right? So Index Select, uh, we are eight years old in January. Tyler and I uh, co-founded Index Select, Tyler being my business partner, Tyler Lamont, based on the West Coast in San Diego. I'm based on the East Coast, kind of between New York and Florida right now. We are currently a team of six. And just a brief on my background, I worked for an airline. I've been in the industry since I was 19. Travel is kind of all I know. And before co-founding Index Select, I was with another representation firm for a year. And that's where I met Tyler, who's also been in the industry for many years. So between all of us, the industry, you know, we never kind of changed careers. We all kind of dove right into travel right out of school. I have a really funny story about when I was talking to Tyler. We were in Morocco with one of your clients, Experience Morocco, and he was asking me like, oh, you know, this agency, this agency. We were just talking about the industry as a whole because I didn't come from the travel industry. I kind of pride myself on the fact that I knew nothing and just was like, I think sometimes when you know nothing, you have no prejudices, you have no known barriers. I've heard Sarah Blakely say that. She's like, what my biggest advantage was is I knew nothing. So I didn't know what the obstacles would be. And so that's how I came into travel. And one time I was sitting there talking to him and he has this long history in travel like yourself. And he's like, okay, Jennifer. So once there was a horse and buggy <laughs> and he like starts making fun of me because I'm like, I know nothing about what you're talking about. But I just think that's such a testament to the experience that your team has is it's this long history of travel. It's your passion. It's your love. But you also have looked at the industry from so many different angles that I think you make a really powerful team. And that's what I also agree. I think from different, Waja and Tyler kind of came from the luxury travel space. And I didn't really know anything about, I, when I, I was with Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Holidays, and I thought I was super luxury in my red uniform and my red heels. I'm like, yeah, Richard Branson. And then when I joined luxury, I'm like, oh, like my first fam. I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> my little red uniform. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> and I mean, I'm with, you know, just champagne and caviar and obviously highlighting all the, the amazing yes. things when you join, you know, your first trip or your first site visit. So no, yeah, we're, we're a great team. I love all the different backgrounds we can bring together and we all have the same end goal and it's happy clients, happy advisors and to have everybody rely on us and, and like us. I want people to want to work with us. So that's, I really am proud of our personalities on the team too. 
I believe you are very liked in the industry. I I have genuinely only heard positive things. And I think that's so interesting that you came from Virgin because that's a common thread in your business because you still have Virgin properties in your portfolio. So is was that like because of your love of Virgin from way back when? No, that was just, no, there's just like still a connection with working with property in Kenya, working with Casba. So I just feel super lucky that through the business, I'm still able to kind of have that connection, but there actually wasn't anything other than like, it just yeah. happened. Okay. Well, and I know Waja has some funny stories from working with Richard Branson as well. And he was on safari and and there was like an animal incident, which I'll let anyone else Go down that rabbit hole with Waja if you meet him. <laughs> so let's talk about what a rep company is. There are so many advisors that are like, I don't know when to pull in a rep company. I don't know what they do. So let's just assume that I've never met you before, which actually wasn't that long ago, which is too funny. Back in 2021 at a Starbucks and we were twinning. We showed up with a bun in our hair, <laughs> a wrap dress. Yeah, I think our dress was from like the same place too. Yes, it was. It was so funny. That was actually the inception of my knowledge of working with a rep company too. I don't know if you know that, but I had not really worked with other rep companies. And so you were the point of education for me to outline exactly what a rep company does. So assume we're back in 2021 sitting at that Starbucks and share a little bit about what a rep company does and what a day for you looks like. Okay. I think it's funny because sharing it with you as if like I'm telling you the advice like for the first time is the same thing with my parents and my friends. Like I think yes. that my parents are all, what do, what do you do again? Uh-huh. Anybody outside of the industry is very confused about representation, but I love, you know, meeting even some of the veterans within the industry. Honestly, sometimes even the veterans are like, "Wait, why would I use you? Like what is it that you do?" So, to answer your last the last part of your question is, what do we do on a day-to-day? Freaking everything all of the place. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I could have like so I mean, there's days that it's nice and, you know, everything flows, but most of the time, it's a little bit of everything. And I think to start, I'll say that's because representation sits in the middle. So before I jump into like how I can be there for an advisor and support the advisor, what I want to start off by saying is that when you think of representation, just know that the clients, our portfolio, they're the ones that pay us to be there for them. And I'll touch on that. But our job is to be there for you, the advisor. So sometimes it's got, you know, there's positives and negatives to being in the middle, but it just kind of means double time work, honestly, because there's two people we have to answer to. So for a, an advisor, I'd love for, if we're meeting for the first time, if we've worked together for years, our, our ultimate goal at Index Select is for you to trust us and rely on us. So we kind of joke that the client pays us, but we work for the advisor. That's kind of <laughs> inside. As an advisor, we have wonderful DMCs, Africa Collections, properties. Um, we are pretty DMC focused, so I'll just go with the DMC. Our DMC experience Morocco. They need us to introduce them to advisors, and that's why they pay us to make sure that we are connecting with you. So you as the advisor, if you're working with Experience Morocco for the first time and you're having a great experience, I would love to know that because I'd love to be able to share with Experience Morocco how well they've done. If you're working with them for the fifth time, I'd love to know that because I want you to be invited to their special events. I want you to be invited on a fam. I, you know, I want to know that your business is growing. If there's ever any issues 
shit happens. I mean, I want to say our clients are perfect. Things happen. So if there's ever an issue, of course, our clients are going to be there and take care of it for you. If you know us and there's something you just want to chat with me about, obviously we can go to our partners, kind of have a side conversation, make sure it gets to the top and really just kind of be an advocate for you and just make sure that the client knows it's coming from us because our DMCs and all of our partners, they get hundreds of requests. They work with thousands of travel advisors. And if they've never met you or if it didn't come from us, then sometimes it can be that like, okay, you're one of many that we're working on right now. But if it comes from Index Select, there is something different. Our clients will tell you bookings that come from us or introductions made from us, our clients, I want to say they prioritize. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but they do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I think this, I mean, this industry is about relationships. So whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, there's going to be extra eyes on it. And when it's just like if I were to send a VIP email to a hotel directly and say like someone on the other side of the world cares about this client, they're more likely to put eyes on that person. So it's not like a promise necessarily that there's a prioritization. I think it's probably organic because of the relationship. Exactly. It's, and I and I would feel terrible with somebody thinking that if they were to go to our client direct, never loop us in, that they would get any less service. Sure. Of course. Of course not. So I don't want to frame it that way. But I do want to say that many of our partners know that they also kind of have us to answer to as well. Like if something goes wrong, if someone's not happy, they've also kind of quote unquote let us down as well. It's our reputation too. So having that extra layer of reputation in this industry, it's helpful. So that was kind of like focus on maybe some of the negatives, right? Like if you you need, if there's issues or there's anything that you need, but also there's been times where if you're maybe you're newer to the industry perhaps, and you have this amazing book of business and your clientele. And if I know that I can do tons with that information. We, when we do FAMS, we have a protocol on how we invite people on FAMS. And we always love to invite a green advisor. And if I've met with you and I know you and we've stayed in touch and you've seemed engaged, I definitely want to put you to the top of that list. Whereas if I don't know anything about you, then maybe you wouldn't be on the list the first time around. So I do think it's, it's in the interest of the advisor to become, to want to work with us too. We can always jump on the phone for quick conversations in Malta, you know, Malta, like it's not a destination everybody knows. And maybe you don't feel comfortable speaking with the supplier right away. We know Malta. Let's jump on a quick call. I'm here in the US. We can kind of go through what you're looking for. And another thing, another, just being transparent is maybe our partners are not the best fit for you. Or that I was person. just going to say that. Like also what is discerning if your client is actually the best fit for their client. Like there are some times where it just might not align. And what I love about your partners, if I'm being honest, and I will say I have really only gotten this from your partners, is that they are fast to be honest if it is not a fit. Exactly. And I lo- I'm very proud of that with them. I love that. So that is, there's been some calls that we've had where I've spoken to an advisor and they've said, well, this is what my clients need and this is how they are. And I've traveled with them for blah, blah, blah. Do you think my client, your client would be a good fit? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Just based on what you said, I think more of an operator would perhaps work for you. Or it seems a lot, very, very traditional. My client likes to think outside the box. It's not as like rigid as that sounds. So our relationship with the advisors is so important that we are always going to be honest, whether if that means that we're not getting a booking, then it's the longevity of the partnership with you, the advisor, because maybe one of my clients doesn't work for you, but the rest does. So it's just about trusting us. 
I, I want to add something to this as well. So the way that I think of a representation firm is ultimately a liaison between the partner across the globe, whether that's a hotel, because you have hotels in your portfolio, you have DMCs in your portfolio, whatever that relationship is, you are the liaison between that partner in their destination and the American advisor market. Is it solely U.S.? Canada. Okay. And Canada. So North American market. What I think helps people understand it a little bit more is that these properties or these partners may not have someone dedicated on staff to be their arm that can come and do road shows or can come and do virtuoso week, all of these events, which a lot of your partners actually do come in and compliment you in those destinations, but you're essentially an advocate for them in the North American market and a way that they can outsource without having an additional headcount on their team to make sure that they are constantly top of mind. Because otherwise they would have to have someone on their team that does the North American market, that does the European market, that does the South American market. And that gets really overhead heavy. However, they've partnered with you who there's no language barrier. You have someone in almost every time zone or in multiple time zones in America. You can speak on their behalf, but of course you can connect if there needs to be a more in-depth conversation. So your extra hands, eyes, ears on the ground in America and advocating for travel advisors to have the best experiences through their clients. Looking at the flip side of that, so that's obviously to the benefit of your clients, the on-sites or the hotels. On the flip side of that, you're advocating for the travel advisors to think very highly and to think of your partners first. When they think of a destination, when they think of Africa, you would love them to think of your African portfolio. When they think of Ireland, you want them to think, I think Crafted Ireland is going to put forth the best experience for my client. You also want to make sure that those advisors are feeling cared for by you. So I just wanted to kind of like spell that out a little bit more because it does get confusing like, okay, but what do they do? And the answer is, what do any of us do in travel? A million things. I agree because you definitely just bought it back. I think I like passed over the basic point and jumped into like, how can I help you, the advisor? (laughs) When it comes down to like what it is, you are supposed to trust us. So these clients, they pay us to be a part of their team. I'm an extension of every single one of my clients. So also time-wise, when I'm when we're reaching out and we want to meet with you, that meeting we, it will be filled with so much information. And there's also a level of trust. The goal is that Index Select is a stamp of approval. If you have worked with one of our clients, you are going to like working more than likely with more of our clients. We have protocols, we have standards that, you know, they have to meet. So, you know, the back to basics, exactly what you just said is we are an extension of that team. So when you think of Experience Morocco, when you think of Nine Orchard and Cheval and African Bush Camps, we are them in the US. You're absolutely right. So it's the same thing. Maybe not, you know, the booking channels, but calling us is is a lot easier for you than calling Zimbabwe. So... Well, and you absorb that brand identity too, because when I think of your portfolio, I think of you. And when I think of you, I also think of your portfolio. So there is this natural brand extension. And I will say, 
And I can say this, I would assume for most representation firms that this isn't, we're not sitting here saying like everyone is the same as index select. Everyone has a way of selecting their client base, right? But what you just reminded me of is more that you're not just taking anyone that needs representation. No way. Representation firms are responsible ultimately for also ensuring that their client aligns with their brand identity and your brand identity with Index Select is discerning, high-level, experiential travel. That's what I think of when I think of Index Select is an elevated experiential travel with a discerning traveler in mind and a discerning travel advisor. And so you have hand-selected properties and brands that align with that so that you can be in sync. And it's almost that Crafted Ireland and African Bush Camps can be synonymous with Index Select without there being this just compromising of integrity when there is a client experience that goes down and say it goes a little bit sideways. Like that is why you want advisors to be able to come to you with those problems because you essentially are that brand extension. Absolutely. And we want to make things easier. I also think that what you said about the clients that we choose to work with, we do have a DMC heavy Africa portfolio, a couple properties and some specialty. We want you, I think a lot of people think Index Select Africa, I can trust them. I can call Waja. Index Select DMCs, they probably have like, you know, so that is the goal that we have tried to create. Yeah. This brand that you can trust ultimately. And I know you touched on fans. We're going to touch on that a little bit later, but there seems to be this almost like assumption. Maybe it's not assumed. Maybe this is just kind of because social media is top of mind and it's in our faces every day. But rep companies are not only just hosting FAMs. Like you're not a FAM company. That is a part of your role to ensure that the travel advisors that have a target audience that align with your partners are given an opportunity to sample the product. It's just like going... This is a really bad example. I'm just going to call it right now. But it's just like going to Costco and you get a sample of something in the freezer aisle before you buy it because it's the target audience. So think of it that way is like, if they know, if the rep company, if Index Select knows that you have a target audience that is aligned with their partners, you are going to be top of mind to sample that product. We're going to go back into like everything that goes into a fam in a hot minute, but does that make sense? Does that, do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I will say this before we move on, that if you have not worked with a representation firm and you are wanting to get in front of them because you want to learn more genuinely, not about, you know, what they're doing, but about their product, like have the conversation. There is nothing wrong with creating a relationship in this industry. I literally met with Danielle to have coffee, to learn about her company because she was like, Hey, I had no intention of being considered for a fam. I wanted to learn about product. I wanted to create relationships because ultimately that is how you provide excellent experiences for your clients. It is not about, I dare say this, but it's not about a a self-serving situation where you're like, Hey, I want to be considered to travel with index select because I love their portfolio. It's what can I learn about this portfolio that will help me create amazing experiences for my client? And how can I partner with Danielle to enhance that even further? So like, if that is your frame of mind, I always say, just have the call, have the Zoom, meet for the coffee. It 
can only benefit you because even if you walk away, even if I walked away and I was like, I'm not selling anything, which would be, I, I mean, sucks. I hated her drop. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that she matched me that day. If even if I walked away and there was nothing in your portfolio that aligned with my target audience, I would have still had a conversation that I, I guarantee I would have learned something about the industry or learned a best practice or heard about a connection that I could meet because you are you're a major connector too. So thank you. And can I flip that on you? If you're listening to this in hopes of hearing a single nugget of information that could change your business, then let us share the one thing that transformed our days from scattered to streamlined, creating a defined client experience with templated emails, forms, and automated task lists. That's exactly why we created our Elevated Experience Workflow. Designed to work in TravelJoy, but easily transferable to other platforms, our program can help you skip the copy-paste routine, save you from sending touchpoint texts on weekends, avoid missing important details, and protect your business by capturing signatures throughout the process. And if you're also thinking, that's great, but when do I have time to implement all that? Skip the stress and use the button in the program portal to have us implement your new client workflow within days. The key to loyal returning clients and the link to protect your piece is in the show notes. Look at what I learned too. So it's also just even like, I think I went to meet with you because I'm like, look at this badass powerhouse. Like look at everything that she's doing and why don't I know her? So, you know, whether you're a newer advisor, whether you've been in the industry for a while, we just haven't connected. I want to meet with you too, because I want to learn from you. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear about your clients. I want, but not even forget clients. And, and I want to hear the way that you would like to work. Is there a trend? Did another advisor just tell me the same thing? Like yeah. I want to ensure our clients are being the best for you. And the only way to know that and to do consulting, which I guess I'll kind of get into is to listen and to talk to you. So I also don't want it to be seen as, Oh, you meet with us. Oh, you know, we're come and learn about our collection. We really value your time because we learn a lot from you as well, the advisors. And, you know, it's interesting when you tell us like certain stories about certain clients, perhaps you weren't thinking about a destination, but the moment you opened up about the specific family, I'm like, oh my God, did you know about this random thing that, you know, like Ireland does or Ani private resorts? And, and so the more we can just have this relationship, like you said, business is better for both sides. It's not just like on the sales side, it's for us too. So we really appreciate everyone's time. And if there's a gap in your portfolio, I think that's an opportunity to talk about it too. Like I was like, hey, I sell a lot of XYZ and you're like, currently we don't have anything for that. Now you do. These conversations are fruitful on both sides. And now you have a fabulous Italy DMC that you love the relationship with. So I do think there's something to gain on both sides. I think remaining curious in this industry is how people become really successful. And that comes from relationships and conversations. It really does. So I guess on the advisor side, maybe before flipping to like what we do with the clients, like we, as much as we want to meet with you and to have a relationship with you for our clients, so we can like hopefully do business together or so you can know about them, please know that we really appreciate your time because I want to know more about you. I want to know more. I'm not a travel advisor. I've never been a travel advisor. Sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my head around what you do on a day-to-day and your processes. But the more that I'm able to meet with different advisors from different areas, different agencies, different ages, it's easier for me to be the best for you and have our clients be, you know, it's like you said, we're relationships. So we are very thankful for the advisors that always give us time and teach us and help us. So this reminds me of 
well, I, I take it back to that coffee shop day. We didn't know that I was using like half of your portfolio at that time. Specifically, I want to say, I want to share an experience that I, I think is really a testament to the benefit of a DMC working with a representation firm. So I love Tailored Spain. I think they do a fantastic job. They were my go-to for all Spain travel. You had heard from another advisor about their credit card process. I know now they've actually adjusted their process based off of that feedback. And that was because you were the ears in North, the North American market and you heard that feedback and you worked with them to fine tune their payment process. Is that fair? And is that a common thing that you end up helping your clients with that regularly? Is totally fair. I love okay. That we, that's a great example because, um, you know, sometimes things are pain points for us. If a client is doing something that's just their way and advisors don't love it, but I guess that kind of flows into why our partners pay us. But it's actually morphed into a lot more consulting now than it used to be, perhaps maybe because we were newer. I don't know. And the industry has changed so much in eight years, but we do a lot of consulting and, and we're doing consulting based on the feedback we get from advisors. So if I'm hearing multiple times that a process doesn't work or it's just not favorable with a specific DMC, you know, we're obviously going to let them know that we're going to see if we have like a dip in business or the amount of advisors are like, well, I don't work with them anymore because of that. We also get our DMCs. This is something that's coming up for our DMCs to all kind of get together. But because we have so many DMCs, they all will chat with each other. Like it's actually great that we'll kind of talk about best practices between the collection. And so the feedback that you, the advisors give us, that's what we take back and give to our our clients. What does the US market want? What is this agency doing that's so different that's that's working? But a lot of our partners will listen to us with the feedback. And also sometimes it's the competitors. We can see what competitors are perhaps doing that maybe they're not seeing or catching. And we're able to go back to them and and, and go through all this information and, and ensure they're just being the best for you. Our ultimate goal is to make sure that they're the best for the, for the advisor. If we're here representing them in the US, I want our clients to be the best. I want them to be listening. And that's, you know, that's why we're very strict with our partnerships. If there's been people we've spoken to that they don't really seem to think it's a two-way partnership where no, they have to listen. They have to listen to you, the advisors. It's changing. And so our consulting efforts are pretty heavy. And even like what shows to attend, there's only so much money people have. And where do we see the most value for them? And, and so I think some people, it's a misconception that maybe just doing sales calls and going on fans. Yeah, right. There's so much that we do for our partners. And I actually really, really love that side of, of what we do, being with the partners and strategizing and kind of knowing what the, the best next steps are and how, like, just touching on the consortiums and programs. Now there's so many agency programs, right? That's a whole nother, we need to hire a whole nother body to like wrap our heads around all the agency programs, all the agency shows now. It's no secret that every agency is doing their own show good ROI. Like we love being there. We lo we're honored to be invited. But if our clients only have so much budget and money, they, you know, they rely on us to go over their schedules, where they should be going, mm -hmm. where the prioritize come from. And yeah, and this takes time. And we have a collection of 21 clients and it's very different for every single one. We have very personalized relationships with them. So there's a lot that goes on and just the client facing side as well. And that takes up a lot of our time as well. So I love what I do. And I love that I get to wear multiple hats. I think that's what keeps it very ex exciting. It's not just different trips all the time. It's yeah, our day is just very different. <laughs>
So it sounds like also a large part of the role is evaluating ROI is, and you don't have to elaborate on this too much because also this could be proprietary, but how do you evaluate that based off of the show? Are you actually like tracking metrics based off of, okay, I went to this host agency's show and we got this much business from it? Or is it more of like, I have seen that more advisors are coming to us from that show. So it seems like that was advantageous for us, but it could have been that they saw you at LA Miami or Virtuoso Week. So like, how do you actually define where it is worth your client's time maybe to fly in or worth their spend because you'll be representing them at that event? That all kind of changes. And that's just ongoing conversations because the clients would be able to tell you if, you, if we were here right now with like Crafted Ireland or Ensoba or Pearson Leslie, they would be able to tell you their exact ROI from the show or what they assume. Based that doesn't on fall on you though. It doesn't. The consultants okay. from us fall on the advisors that we know that go. Okay. List of who's going. Their competition that's there. We look at it in a different way to say, okay, you know, and if they're not seeing business from a certain show for three years, yeah, let's let's do research on another show. Um, but then we'll add to the ROI at some of these shows by organizing lunches and dinners and everything. That's not just a willy-nilly like, oh, I just want to hang out with this person. We are really, really very, very targeted with who we invite to certain activities at these shows. We love everybody, but we pair them with specific partners. Who I'm going to invite with three partners to this lunch is different to who I'm going to invite for, you know, three other partners. So that's where we kind of add value to shows and really try to help build relationships whilst already paying for, you know, exhibitors. Okay. So I have another question then. How do you learn about high performers? Like how do you, how do you actually get the names of advisors that are like either up and coming, or maybe they've been working with your partners for a while and maybe you didn't realize it because a lot of people, they will work directly with a supplier and they don't even think about the rep firm on the other side. I was working with Tailored Spain and I never gave thought to like looping in a rep firm or I didn't really know to loop in a rep firm. So how do you learn about advisors to know that you should start creating that relationship? Attention travel advisors in need of a fresh, captivating website that showcases your unique style and services. Look no further than tonicsiteshop.com, your ultimate destination for stunning website templates designed for the modern entrepreneur. Tonic offers a curated collection of beautifully crafted website and social media templates that will transform your online presence. With their intuitive designs and customizable features, you can create websites that perfectly represent your brand and captivate your clients. Imagine dazzling your website visitors with breathtaking visuals, showcasing awe-inspiring destinations, and enticing them to embark on unforgettable journeys with you. Tonic makes it all possible. Whether you specialize in luxury getaways, adventure travel, or bespoke itineraries, Tonic has the perfect template to suit your unique style. From elegant layouts to seamless navigation, your new website will leave a lasting impression on your clients. We actually used Tonic's social media and website templates when we launched our rebrand at the beginning of the year, and I cannot express how easy they made the entire process. Worried about the technical aspects? Don't be. Tonic's templates are designed and show it to be user-friendly, allowing you to easily customize and update your website without any coding knowledge. It's as simple as adding your own content and images. So say goodbye to outdated websites and hello to a fresh, modern online presence that sets you apart from the competition. Boost your credibility and attract new clients with a website that shows off your expertise and passion for travel. 
Your old website is already jealous. Head on over to tonicsiteshop.com to browse their collection of stunning templates and start building your dream website that will leave a lasting impression on your clients. And be sure to use the code TEEKSENTME at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's T-I-Q-U-E, sent me, all one word, at checkout. The way that we do it is we are constantly talking to our partners. And that's something else as a benefit to anybody being a part of a collection is you become a part of a family. So you're sharing this information. So if Cuba Candela says something about a specific advisor and they just sent this 80K booking, I'm like, oh, wow, 80K, that's amazing. And then, you know, kind of just have them on our radar, see if they've worked with any of the clients before, if I'm not familiar with them. And if they're not, I'm going to reach out and introduce myself. So it's really about the collaboration of the whole collection. Now, in terms of if I didn't have any of the information with our clients, if they like didn't speak to us and it was just like a robotic, we just send them bookings. We rely on many things. I think it's important to have relationships with agency owners. I'm quite proud of the relationships that we have built with with everybody in the industry. But if we're going to you know hierarchy and everything, like we are really close with a lot of agency owners. And that's very helpful because we'll have these meetings and just kind of understand where the production is and who we should target for certain things. Social media is super helpful to see who ah. travels with who. Okay. Buddies with somebody. Because if you've got this really high producer that we, you know, we know them in the industry. I'm thinking of somebody right now. I know how much she books um, because I personally know. But I know that anybody that she ever travels with, like on a fam or anybody that she surrounds herself with, not mean of her not to hang out with all these new advisors all the time. But I know that anybody that she's spending time with in like advisor wise is going to be pretty pretty big booker or pretty influential. So there's times I'm able to pull things from social media and do some research. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I would have two chances and I think I would get it. We won't go into it, but just because of their, their social media presence and there's something to be said. And I think this is important to say, this is not a sassy comment at all. There is something to be said by you are the company you keep. And if you want to be a successful advisor, and if you want to be on fams with the people that you're looking at their fam content and saying, gosh, I wish I was on fams with them. Do exactly what Danielle is saying. Like do exactly what you're, you're saying and get in the room, like find out how to get in the room amongst these high performers. And if that means creating a relationship with the vendors that you see them having a relationship with, I've gone on fams with people that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have followed you and now I'm on a fam with you. And they're completely normal, by the way. Like, surprise, everyone's human. It, it is so funny that we kind of do this idolization in the industry. And when it boils down to it, we're all just doing our job. We're trying to do our job to the best of our ability. We're sharing the highlight reel. But if you want to be with the people that are high performing, get around people that are high performing. I agree. I agree. And I think that is, and even if they're not high performers, like we work with everybody, right? But your question was like, how do we source the high performers? It's also just knowing when we have these conversations, if I'll meet with like colleagues, like we're never scared to ask questions, you know, we'll, and also like these agency shows have been also really helpful, even though we knew the high performers that are on social or do have a bigger presence, perhaps like at these shows, there are some that are like secretly good, just like being Mm -hmm. home, don't meet with anybody. It's a shame for us because there's, they work with who they work with and that's it. But you know, we'll just ask. We we have no problem just asking. And 
if you are, you know, a newer advisor, another reason why I like to like build a relationship with us, stay top of mind is because I'm also going to watch your growth. There is somebody I'm thinking about in particular that I met with her during the pandemic. Actually, it was like tail end. I was visiting my brother and I was like, oh, she's like, she's new. I was like, I'll meet with her. I'd love to meet with her. But, you know, I was like, oh, wow. I wonder if she'll, she just very shy, very quiet. I was like, oh, she seems very lovely, but I'll wait to hear from her. She is crushing it. And like, I've just like watched her grow and it's because she, she works with our clients. I've watched her, her first few requests, they were little and I get it. You're starting out. But now what I see her, you know, the way, what I see come through and, and just the shows, I now see her at the shows. I'm like, wow, like I love watching that. And I met her and I just was like, oh, she's a sweet new advisor. She just didn't maybe seem as ambitious to me as, as I thought that she would be. And that was my judgment. And she was very lovely, but it's really nice to see that. Oh yeah, you kind of proved me there wasn't anything to prove wrong, but you're rushing it. And so I was able to track her business. I've watched it grow. I also want to say we we've talked a lot about fams, but like one of the highest performers that I know has literally been in this business and never gotten on a flight. Like it's crazy. She just does such a good job at educating herself and meeting with suppliers. And she, when she talks with clients, she comes from this place of confidence. Like, I know I have fully educated myself. And I'm not saying like that you can fully replace experience with secondhand education, but she's done a dang good job at it. And she has created a definite like full-time salary by investing in relationships. And it's just not something that she cares to do. Like she just, that's not, she doesn't enjoy flying and she likes being at home. So I would say that if anything, if you were to prioritize anything, especially like don't take out of your expenses, like if it's not in a season of your business where it makes sense to fly or go on a fam, that doesn't mean you can't be really successful if you're partnering with the right partners. Like get on the call with Tailored Spain and Index Select and say, can you tell me every question that I need to ask on this intake call to make sure I'm getting the right information so that you can create this amazing itinerary for them? Ask the questions. And once you ask the questions, you get on that phone and you have a different level of confidence anyway, even if you've never sold the destination before. I absolutely love everything about that. That's so true. There's some advisors. I just had one the other day that she's been working with us for years. She's a very seasoned advisor, but she did a, uh, doesn't know Sri Lanka very well. And she reached out to our partner. I was in CC and she's like, can we hop on a call? I have the client call on Tuesday, but I would love to talk to her on Monday because I have some questions. I just want to be well-versed. And then, you know, some advisors that I'm connecting them for the first time to our client, whether they're new or not new. And perhaps it is a destination like Malta or Maldives. I mean, Malta or Cuba, those, we have a lot of questions around those or Ani private resorts. I put in that initial email, our team is always happy to jump on a Zoom with you or also with your client. I always say like, there's also our, our, all of our clients are awesome. And all of our clients would be happy to jump on a zoom with your clients. If that's, you know, some people don't like that, but some people love that. Some people are like, this is my partner on ground. This is who we work with. And let's, you know, we want to talk price or commission or anything. So yeah, I think it's great to have these partners to rely on. That's another thing. Rely on them. Okay. So I have another question and this is not in our notes. I apologize, but can you give, can you give insight on pass-throughs for perks or a VIP? Like, what does that look like when you are working with a rep firm? I know that sometimes, like you said, if your supplier knows that there is this relationship, they may just put 
some polish on it, right? We don't want to say prioritization because we know that if you're working with them, you know, you trust their client experience. So is there any benefit when it comes to amenities or perks, non-consortia related, just like working? Um, We want to, because whether it doesn't have to be an amenity, but giving back an organization, you know, a, a percentage of, of sales. I do know that some of the other rep firms, you know, some were like, we were, we were like besties with some of these rep firms and we're like close with some other ones. You know, we have really great relationships with all the rep firms. I do know that some of them offer booking platforms or extra perks or extra amenities if you book with them. We're not there yet. And it's crazy. It's eight years. We're not there yet. But having all of those are mega lift things. Like people don't realize the behind the scenes that go into even like an affiliate program. It, it sounds so simple. Like, give me a code. No, it's it's so much. And I would be, Tyler and I would be so open to anybody that's listening to this. If there's any ideas, you know, that you think, like, please send it to us. We do want to do something. We do want to have a reward or a perk with working with Index Select. So right now it's our support and it's us. But, you know, hopefully in the future, it's something that we're working on of having something that's a little extra special when when working with us or our partners. I will say that is not a negative to me. That was never a negative. I believe that if I were to reach out to Mandarin Oriental, who I worked through Marcel that I met on the fam or Marrakesh, like I guarantee, I don't want to guarantee, but I feel confident that if I said, Marcel, this is a VIP client. Can you help me out? I'm partnered with Index Select and Experience Morocco on this. Like he would do his best job to do something special and it might not be over the top and it might not be, it, it might be just a letter in the room from him or he meets them in the lobby and introduces himself. Like it doesn't have to be this grand amenity or this monetary sacrifice on behalf of our partners to make someone feel special. So I didn't ask that to say that it was a necessary thing by any means. I also think that many advisors really inflate the importance of amenities when their client experience is the real product that they're selling. And if you're selling your knowledge, your relationships, your client experience, and the experience that they're going to get in the destination because of those relationships, that is ultimately the amenity that I think a rep firm and a really specialized DMC is going to offer you. I love that. And that's exactly what it is. It's like the entire experience. You've just worked hard with your partner to give Mm -hmm. your client. Competition is also tough. You also have to think about like what everybody else is doing. And sometimes it's not great when we hear about what our competitors are doing maybe in the space or the competitors of our clients. I don't have the budget of a, of a Belmont, Four Seasons, Mandarin, everyone that we love, IHG, cool, love them. I don't have that budget. And so- your partners work with can work with those properties. So like, I do think you have this boutique intimate approach that is different than the large brands. And I think that is an advantage. And I think that's the advantage of representation firms in general is that they are meant to create a personal connection for a very wide variety of opportunities. Love it. Yeah, I agree. So let's just settle into the fact that, again, we're all doing our job. We're doing the best for our clients possible. And we might have a different style than a competitor, but that's what is our differentiator. That's our unique value proposition. We don't have to be doing the flashy thing or the in-person cocktails. Like it could be a Zoom. Relationships take form on all different platforms, which is what I want to discuss is 
how would someone meet you? Like there's, there's multiple different ways. We've talked about how you're going to meet them, but if someone wants to proactively meet you, what are the opportunities that you typically see advisors create these relationships with you? So obviously we mentioned shows, but other spaces. So other spaces. So it actually feels really good to have the flip, right? I do want to say that I love that before it was just us meeting. Like we have mm-hmm. to, like, I'd love to meet you. And it feels so good. And I'm so thankful for that. And we love meeting everybody. So it comes from obviously shows. It's great. We have a lot of people reach out via email. One of their colleagues or agency owner will recommend reach out to Index Select. That's always really nice to see in an email. Instagram, it's crazy. Any which way, really. Like we, it's, I mean, those are the channels. Yeah. Seeing you at shows, reaching out via email, calling me. Road shows. You do road shows. Yes. Oh, I guess I meant like, so we'll reach out to them, but in, for them reaching out to us, that's something that, you know, we don't ever, we never like publish like where we're coming or if you do send individual emails. And I worry that we probably miss people, but sometimes we'll put in our, in our emails, like if we're missing any of your colleagues, if we're having a larger function, please let me know, please forward this on. And we try to get the list, the list. Oh my God. The list is like a constant headache and discussion and fight. The list. That sounds like, it sounds very like devil's wear Prada. So this list, it's really tough to have a master list of every advisor in the United States and what agency and where you live. It is what on this list for so long. It's almost like done and it changes. But we do we do our due diligence with reaching out to agency owners every quarter. They sometimes they come to us first. It's great. Some of the agencies are great with sending it out. Sometimes we ask for it. But some people don't make it to our list. Some people are not in consortia. Some people are not attached to so if you reach out, we add you to that list immediately. You're then on our master list. And that's how we kind of planning a roadshow takes so long because of yeah. and these individual invites. We'll, we're never going to host these big events where you're just getting a mass email. That's not our style. We are intentional with, with our invites and who we're inviting and you know asking for your time. So I hate that we probably do miss people. And please reach out to us to make sure you're on our list. Okay. So you just mentioned how much work goes into roadshows. So we're going to close on this next topic, but it's one that is near and dear to my heart because Teak has hosted FAMS recently actually with one of your partners. We hosted one with Experience Morocco last year. It is a labor of love. It's it's also, obviously, it's, it's a labor of client relationships. So there is a monetary compensation for you as a representation firm being responsible for co-hosting this in conjunction with your supplier. But what I would love people to hear a little bit more about is One, how you get considered, and we've touched on that a little bit, but two, all of the work that goes in the back end, and I want to highlight our experience, it's different than yours, and I recognize that. For us, we have to have an established relationship with a supplier. Yours is you know, a client, obviously, so ours is a little bit more loose. We don't have any contractual relationship with them. We have to build that relationship, then ask if they'd be interested in a fam. We promote them within our niche community. We have to create the form for the application, take applications. Then we have to whittle down the list of applicants, get it approved by the vendor, give feedback to those people and accept them and create, still maintain a positive relationship with the people that might've been declined because maybe their business doesn't support the destination and we're big on mutually beneficial fams. And then create the invoices, collect the payments, submit the payment, track the flights and allergies, get it to the 
the vendor, make sure that the itinerary aligns with the quality that we want to put forward and then take someone out of office and have them on site to make sure that the fam goes well. That is so much labor and we do not have really an ROI for it other than just like giving back to our community. So obviously the intention is very different for you, but there has been a lot of awareness to how much cost monetarily and opportunity cost comes into creating a fam. And I want you to shed light on that primarily because it lends to why you are so selective in the people that you bring on each fam. First thing is obviously just having our partners commit and we need at least six months. That's not always the case, but we are strict with at least six months notice because the advisors that we'd like to have on our fams are not available at a moment's notice, right? The people that we know are going to produce and like they, a lot of people are going after those same advisors. And so our process is at the beginning of the, at the end of the year, like we just sent out these emails to our partners last week. Anybody that's doing Q2, we need dates. Our properties, yes, it's easy to comp nights. Shabal Blanc, St. Barth, yes, that's a comping night situation. That's not the same as on ground. So same thing with some of our Africa partners. It's comped rooms. They're still obviously losing money, but it's still, you know. I was going to say it's comped, but like for anyone listening, remember that that's money that has been forecasted essentially for the year that they're sacrificing by not filling the room. So there is still absolutely a cost. So if there's anyone that's like wondering like why a hotel can't give a TA rate or a comp night, it costs them to clean the room. It's a cost to not have someone fill that spot when they've when they've forecasted for it. There's a lot that goes into absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I definitely don't mean to downplay the, I think it's just because of the challenges of the DMC. I mean, maybe I'm just talking out, is this easier for us to do fans with like our properties because of course of them just blocking the schedule, but you're right. They're blocking it off. They could have a big booking comes in and it's so frustrating that, mm-hmm. you know, they've got it held for, for zero money, but in the long run, an ROI. So, yes. And so with um, our DMCs, it's, that is where they have to reach out to all of the properties in the, in the destination. Most of the time we're doing different cities and the transfers, guides, drivers, all that fun stuff. There is a balance between site visits and activities. Obviously, when they can have a property host a a site visit and a meal, I know that's something that the DMC doesn't need to necessarily spend. So that's why we are having longer dinners. On on. So I I always like to paint the picture of we don't want to necessarily have these long site visit meal like all the time. But in order for this fam to be at somewhat reasonable cost for an advisor, you know, that's what we have to do. We have to share the love. So they have an itinerary for us. Most of the time, there is a cost for that. They bring it to a minimal, as minimal as they can get it. They are making, our DMCs are making zero, zero dollars. They are definitely investing a lot of money. And then we have lists again, specific lists for specific clients. It's not just one master list throughout the year. Remember I said, if you're seeing us, if we've spoken, if you've said you've never sold Ireland, but you have, you know, clients... You're going to make it to a list of ours and we just kind of go down in between the whole collection based on who's on who's hosting with our clients. We decide 
who are, you know, our top 10 advisors that we're going to invite, not just based on sales, just that that would be a good fit for a group. And based on the first few that accept, we kind of curate the rest of the group. So we're also very intentional with the group that we bring together. We need like-minded people, personalities that are going to gel. We definitely always invite a green advisor. Our clients know that. They love that about us. We want to have a green advisor in our family. We want the loyalty from them. We want to expose them to their colleagues on the trip, but also the destination. But then we'll also shoot for like, you know, a high producer. We'll shoot for somebody that has worked with that client. And we're saying, thank you so much. You've never been here and you've worked with them. We'll also shoot for somebody that works with a competitor and will say, are you open to moving if you have a good experience? So we literally have like a little sushi sheet of, of one of each that we would like. And the sushi sheet gets a little complicated though, because if I have three great producers, but I just know their personalities probably won't gel very well. We have to pick and choose. And that's because I never want you to walk away from an index select fan being like, oh my God, I can't wait to go home. I really didn't like that advisor because it ruins a trip. With that, once we've got our kind of group, we, everyone is together. We're sending you forms to complete and fill out. And then, you know, it's just a lead up to the fam. We'll do a group call. It's not, it doesn't seem as like when you're doing your method, a lot of work does go into on our side, but because we're not like doing the applications and stuff, I think it's a little bit different, but that's really it. But it's tough for our clients always like commit to dates as quickly as we'd like and and secure everything as, as quickly as we'd like. But I think you're minimizing all that does go into it because it's just routine for you now. (laughs) And I think that perhaps the reason I'm so lax about it is because I feel quite, I hope it's not boastful, but I feel quite confident in in our fans. Like I feel really confident perhaps that's why I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. But no, you're right. Like, uh, and it's also because we invite great advice. Like I'm not, you're discerning in who you select and exactly, which, which does eliminate some of the issues I think could, but no, we have things, you know, if I have yeah, things happen, I mean, oh, and the social posting, I feel so bad that we, we, I say that in an email a million times, like we appreciate your post. Mm-hmm. We have a form they have to sign the terms and conditions. Same. And we do the same, but I also understand that's a whole, we never used to do that on fam. That's another time that I'm asking you to do, but there's times that like an advisor, like won't be posting on, it's like a weird thing to be like, Hey, can you post on your social media? I know it's, it's a very like, awkward position for you to be in. But then it's also like you did commit to it. If they're just not a poster, they're not a poster. I can kind of tell. And then I also, there's times that our clients are so excited to show you a destination that I've promised the advisors free times for emails. I can tell that we're running late and I can see the advisor's face like, shit, I need my emails and I can see my client. But like, no, we got to get to this hotel because I promised this DOSM we were going to have drinks. Everyone has promised everything. And I'm in the middle just trying to make sure like, we are going to be 15 minutes late, but you guys have 15 minutes less. And I think people feel more comfortable having representation in the middle where they can come and have a little moan and groan to me for 15 minutes because, you know, we all we all just go in moods and they feel better that they've said that they were annoyed about something perhaps and, and they would never tell my client that. So there's lots managing the personalities is tough, but we have high expectations of the advisors that come on fans. And I'd like to say we haven't had a fam yet that our clients are not happy with the ROI or who who's coming. I also think it's something really nice that our clients don't ever question us on who comes. It's really nice feeling that they can fully trust us. I have never connected with advisors like I have on your fams. So that's not blowing smoke. You are the only, so I've gone on, I believe it was four fams with you. I still have group texts from those fams. And that is such a testament. I text someone from those fams daily. And that is really a compliment to you of how you selected people, because I do think that it is it can be very hard 
to select based off of personality when you haven't seen those personalities in a room together. And sometimes it goes weird, you know, sometimes it's, it's off, I'm sure. But ultimately, I have only had really great experiences because you do a hand select and you also, like you mentioned, like everyone has the same goal on a fam. Everyone is there to do business. You're very aware of the potential. It doesn't have to be past history of sales, but you're, you're aware of the potential with someone and the sincerity of them accepting an invitation and the promise of what that means to them. It means that I am open to working with this partner in the future. I am open to promoting this, maybe not to your target audience, because there were times where maybe my target audience couldn't align with a certain product. And I'm thinking of one in particular that I just couldn't get the proposal across the finish line, no matter what I did. I was like really trying to work with this partner. But you know what I did do on the other hand? I will spread positive word of mouth about that supplier to everyone else. And I will be a total waterfall effect. Like I will, I will be your hype girl for that supplier. And hopefully just because I didn't get someone across the finish line, hopefully the result was still the same because I used my experience as a platform to share with other advisors. There's so much value in that. And that's some, that's another sushi sheet option. Mm-hmm. And one that's a very influential in the industry amongst peers as well. Sure. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. And I hope that this episode was helpful for someone who is currently navigating working with a representation firm or maybe didn't know about a representation firm or is just looking to up their relationship with a representation firm or multiples in the industry. So thank you for joining another TikToks episode. And again, a special thank you to Danielle of Index Select. So great for you to shed light on a topic that can truly mystify some advisors. If you're loving our content, we'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Please, please, please head on over to Apple Podcasts right now. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, just leave a little rating and review. We would forever be grateful. So thank you so much and have a great day. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teak Talk. If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teak community, where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.